Hi everyone, welcome back to Millennial Wavelengths. Um, it's been a while, but today we're going to have a great session. We've got a couple of interesting topics, very challenging. Um, and today's guest is Jackie. Hello everyone. See, I didn't talk over you, that was good. <laughs> Better the second time around. Um, our topics today are feminism and mental health. So Just taking it easy. Just taking it easy. <laughs> Just take it easy. Yeah, talking about, you know, things that don't bother that many people. We may as well start with feminism and get into it. Mm. So from from my perspective, just before we started, we were talking about the Cardi B video. <laughs> <laughs> Which, and it, it's interesting to think someone, let's just say generation, so we don't have to go into age. Although I have to tell them your age, just not my age. Yeah, I'm 22. <laughs> Jack is 22. So from my perspective, and a lot of people I know around my age, they were mortified when they saw that video. Mm. And mortified because it's not, I mean, please, you put on any TV show and you see naked women all the time, right? Like like last night I was just trying to watch some new show on stand and there was a gangbang in the middle of it. Oh, hello. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> didn't expect that, but, you know, thank you very much. Um, so it's not, it's not that, it's not that they're naked. It's not that they're sexual. It's all not that. It's just that it's for women. We feel like we've worked so hard to try and be seen as equal, Mm. to be seen as more than just sex objects. Mm. And the music videos just seem to be getting worse and worse and worse. And women take it to another level. And just like I was saying, I think. Men, men create it to for men, and women create it for men. Mm. No one creates it for women. <laughs> it doesn't, you know. I'm sort of exaggerating, but your view on the video? Yeah, I mean, I can absolutely see where you're coming from, and definitely, there's a big part of me that was also mortified. It's a full-on video. Uh, there's a lot going on, but also a big part of me thought it was funny and a bit of fun and I didn't take it too seriously and I think maybe because I lack that perspective of seeing what feminism has looked like in the past 20 years and seeing 20 years or so of music videos that are the exact same way I kind of don't take it too seriously and think there's a bunch of women rapping about things that men have rapped about for a long time and maybe part of that is a little bit on the side of feminism. Yeah, and and I see that, right? I understand that. And it's a good point um, because you've you've only seen that Mm. in a way with music videos or whatever. Mm. I mean, I I used to sort of joke that how many times just watch the music videos for a top 50 or whatever and see whenever it's a woman singing, see how often there's a bed in the video, mm. right? Just count them mm. one day <laughs> and then and then see if there's any for a man, yep. any for men. Like men are allowed to stand there with a guitar and their clothes on and, and write a song and sing a song. There are not many. There's some women that do it, but not, not many. Yeah. But I think it's... I think it's because it it doesn't shock it doesn't shock you because you'd be completely exposed to that forever. Yeah, like so it's nothing. And yeah, exactly. I remember when uh, Blurred Lines, another music video, came oh, out yeah. a few years ago, and it's yeah. 
similar premise men fully clothed in suits and yeah women wearing very little and yeah the premise of the song is i know you want it basically yeah they keep saying it and yeah i mean music videos have been getting it seems also more and more extreme and so i think also i'm just very desensitized to uh, a the, lot of nudity <laughs> the fact the fact that you said that it was funny that yeah. was interesting for me yeah because it, it just pissed me off, you yeah. know. And I will, I will, I don't, I don't have to be cool. So I'm allowed to say it pissed yeah. me off. I don't think if I was 22, 23, 24, 25, probably even up to 30, that I could say it pissed me off. Yeah. I don't think you could get away with that. You, it's, you can't, you've got to be seen to be on, be liking everything everyone likes nowadays. Yeah. Um, but the, that you found it funny, I think. that I liked that. That reassures me. <laughs> I think, I mean, honestly, it's just so absurd. Yeah. And so it is funny to me. I don't, I think, I, like, I'm not normalising it. I don't think it's normal. It's very out there. And yeah. It's not, yeah, it's, I don't think it's a good thing to take seriously, but yeah, you know what worried, what worried me, I mm. think, and this is, you know, probably being older, yep. is that when I first saw it, I like, I mean, I was just, you know, like you said, it's not what you're watching because we've seen that a hundred times. I mean, how many, every time a rapper has a video, he has slappers hanging around yep. doing whatever, you know, fucking in the air as they do. <laughs> you know, and desperate to fuck him because <laughs> everyone's desperate to, apparently. Um, you know, so it wasn't even that. It was that I just, I was thinking if you're a 15 year old girl, yeah, how many guys are going to walk up to you now and go, you got a wet ass pussy? Yeah. Like, yeah, I it's just not normal. I did not want that to happen to yeah. already they've got to deal with pornography. Yeah. Already they've got to deal with, you know, the ridiculous amount of pornography that's out there for young people to, you know, at any age practically that they can see and what they're seeing and, and that they think that that's. Yeah. real life yeah and then they have this sort of stuff on like yeah it's not normal it's absurd it just scares it just worries me because it's i i actually think my view on it is though that it's it's an issue for men as well as women mm. because i think a lot of men don't they certainly don't want women over sexualized like that you know i think women can be whoever they want but men Generally, you know, they have very different views. You know, Ash just said it, you know, lady in the street, <laughs> a freak in the bed, right? <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. But, but they don't, you know, or I, will, I would fuck her, but I wouldn't marry her. Like, you know, like women yeah. have been talked about like that for a long time. Yeah. Men don't get talked about like that. No. No. Hmm. What are I your mean, thoughts on that? Yeah. I, it's hard for me to say. I mean, the lines are you brought up pornography and like the lines are blurring between like these music videos and porn and yeah I don't know how much of it is do guys actually do men actually want to is that attractive or appealing to them or do they want to seem like that is attractive or appealing to them or yeah, because I think feel like it's just as hard as challenging for them as well. To be honest, yeah, I can. I think you know, if you're young and you see any sort of pornography and you think that that's how people have sex, that must good freak you out. Yeah. <laughs> if you've never had sex and then you're like, oh, what? I have yeah. to do that, please. You know, yeah. <laughs> that must freak them out. I think both 
both girls and boys. Yeah, absolutely. But I think um, I, I would like to see the other way around. I, I, there's a couple of music videos that women have done that I would love to see a man do. <laughs> Just pure fantasy. So people can see yeah. how absolutely fucking ridiculous it looks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because, so, at, at your age, what's it like to, what's it like being a woman? Like, what, how do you feel like you have to act? What, what do you think society's telling you? I think there's a disconnect between teenage like teenagers expectations and how they behave and then I feel like I'm kind of at the precipice between that world and then the world of adult relationships and the adult world and I think the past several years you do think a lot about what is expected of you and how you should behave and how people and relationships are portrayed in the media but then I think once you get into your 20s and beyond there's a definite maturity and a, a change in both men's and women's attitude towards sex yeah. and relationships. And, and it's other. it's a relief to be entering that period, I would say. Yeah. It's a much more honest world. So tell me really what you felt like, you know, a couple of years ago, how you felt like you had to act. Do you, I, you, yeah. you don't feel like you can just say or be who you want to be right I think I mean people are are thinking that they have to be sexual in general Mm. early before they're Mm. ready for it and I think that is Mm. you know media and the influence of that Um, and I think there's a strain on relationships until like well in teenage years because of that yeah and you mean and how how are girls with each other like Mm. as friends and supporting i think supportive yeah yeah i mean just only being able to speak to my own experiences i think girls are honest with each other which is nice and i think something that is really nice about growing up as as a female teenager is because is that you can really have you know deep and meaningful conversations with your girlfriends and maybe that's something that men miss out on partially yeah i mean that's an interesting point i'm not sure if they can have those in-depth conversations i think they're getting better at it i really think think times are changing and it's more acceptable for them to be um emotional for yeah. a start, it's, yeah. that's more acceptable. Which is great. Yeah. But do you feel like, well, there, here's a question. Do you feel like growing up and, you know, going going to uni and then coming into the workforce, do you feel like you're equal and are treated equal as a man? It's a, it's a tough question and there's a, there's a lot of me that wants to say yes and say no. I think so... I mean, for one, I spent the past four years being in America and studying computer science. Um, in my classes, it was probably about 10% women. Mm. Um, and, I mean, there was 
once I was at uni, there was completely equal opportunity to sign up to those classes and it wasn't any kind of overt discrimination. But when you're in the classroom setting, there are things that are pretty noticeable that Mm -hmm. differ between uh, male and female students. I think, you know, an example, when you're doing a group project and everyone has to form groups, Mm. often the female students are last to be looked to to form groups you know they may even have like the best grades of the class but I think they're not valued as smart computer scientists because there's so few of them and Um, is it that they're not valued or because something that that as an older woman I've learned (laughs) is that actually sometimes it's just men are really awkward with women they don't know how that's also true and, and they think if they if they were smart and confident, they would absolutely should pick the smartest person in the room. And if that's a woman, they should pick her. You know yeah. what I mean? But a lot of them, are, they're way more worried about how the other guys would judge them. Mm. So, I mean, it's hard for being the woman because you think it's, oh, you know, you think it's, oh, it's just because I'm a woman, you're going to pick me last or whatever. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But actually, it's their insecurities. It's not that they think less of you. Mm. It's they think less of themselves. Mm. In a way, that's possibly why yeah. it and, happens. And also having said that, I think a lot of it is subconscious at this point. It's... Mm. Most definitely. Yeah. I don't think they're saying that I'm going to pick the woman last. I think they're just w- more inclined to yeah, pick and all, male teammates. Yeah, and it's... Well, it's a good point, actually. And we were talking about this earlier, especially mm-hmm. if a lot of them have gone to all-boys schools. Yeah. Because, you know, if they've gone yeah. to a boys' schools, they're only used to exactly doing projects with other guys. They see girls as fun on the side or something. <laughs> they, you know, like they don't necessarily see, you know, they, they haven't, if, you know, I'm sort of narrowing it down, but if they've gone to a boys' schools, they haven't sat in a class with a, a girl. Yeah. So they don't see that. That's true. They don't see that intelligence. They don't see that, oh, okay, they think like I think they, you know. But hopefully... The longer you're in the class, does it change or not? Yeah, I think so. And if you're not afraid to be vocal and yeah. show some contribution, then that is that does change. But that's a big condition. Yep. That's big. It's true. That's a big condition because actually someone else we interviewed, Angie, was mm. doing engineering. Right. And she's changed her degree now. But she was saying, and she's not a vocal, you know, you and yeah. I are vocal chicks, right? Yeah. <laughs> she's she's not, she, you know, she's probably not that vocal, I would say. So in that instance, it's not that easy to get accepted then, is it? Mm. And, it's, I mean, you do get a lot of dropout of women in engineering for yeah. potentially similar reasons. Which is crazy because, you know, I, we know we know they want to have more women doing it. Yeah. Um, Another... <laughs> example I like to bring up is I was I made my way onto a, a group with the other other men in yeah. computer science and there were about seven of us and I was the only woman and we were developing an application in which it was kind of a video game and it was taking place in a restaurant and there was the protagonist and uh, a waiter and a host mm-hmm. and Throughout the three months we were working on this application, consistently, this one guy would just refer to them as the waitress and the hostess. 
every time. <laughs> and I started off being like, okay, just for consistency and simplicity, let's just say waiter, you know, yeah. keep it neutral. Yeah. And just again and again, and even when he would present in front of the class, it would be hostess and waitress. And, you know, in this one example, it's fine. I can look beyond that. But it was just that, mm. like, that wasn't recognized as something that was even mm. to be considered. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, well, it's just sort of, you know, it's stereotyping, yeah. of course, right? But it's interesting because it's, I don't know if I told you, I think I told you, I, I did this um, crazy, well, I didn't finish it, but I started doing this course on creating a feminist bot. Right. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I am not a developer. I'm not a computer. <laughs> Anyhow, for some reason, I, yeah. I don't know, I had a little bit of time or something and I started doing it. And it was interesting because it never occurred to me that that there's a feminist issue in that. Yeah. But of course there is because they were talking about Siri and they were saying how if guy if <laughs> if a guy says to her, fuck off, you bitch, or whatever, she'll flirt back with him, yeah. really, or she'll be, say something really nice. And so even the way we're, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's... And, and they're all there are all those things have been built by men who haven't really looked at um, making it neutral, I suppose. Yep. So there's a long way for us to go, really. Yeah. And it's like you said, a lot of it is is subconsciously. It's not they're not trying necessarily to do it. No. It's just the conditioning. Oh, and absolutely, like women have that subconsciously as well. I know I do. I know. Mm. I mean. I'm a like I consider myself a feminist, but absolutely, like it's ingrained in every part of society that the fact that there's no or very few female role models in really powerful positions to look to. If I in my head will think of what does a CEO look like, I think immediately of a man. Yeah, and then I'll take a step back and say, well, actually, no, I shouldn't think that. But yeah. at the end of the day, that's what I think of. Well, there was a scary stat a few weeks ago that said in the last year there was one female CEO hired in Australia. Is that right? One. Yeah. So I've got some work to do. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some work to do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because that's just ridiculous. But it's a look. It's sort of you know this is not a this is definitely not a male bashing no. podcast because I'm a big believer in that. Like we're a lot better off in this country than in so many other countries. Oh yeah. And there's a lot of men who really understand that the value of women. Mm -hmm. And you look over at the best countries in the world, or the the ones who are run the best, and all the rest of it. Women are equal in those countries. Yeah. The countries that are really struggling, women aren't equal. Yeah. So you know, just think about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, agreed. I think everyone sees the value in having more women equal more women in power and role models and i mean i'm not just but, saying power is in power but but role models is an, of influence yeah it's an interesting it's an interesting point mm. um because what what we notice is that even when we do get strong female leaders and we've got a couple of strong female leaders out there now they get crucified. Yep. Like, you know, Australia did have a female prime minister. And I was sort of, 
so embarrassed by the way the country treated her, the, yeah. the way the media talked to her. I was sort of glad when she was taken out. Yeah. Because I couldn't, it was embarrassing. It was just embarrassing. And we're not, it's just this, um, it's a different way that people yeah. talk about exactly. women and, and men. You know, it, it's yeah. way more derogatory. All politicians get bashed, but yeah. very few politicians get talked about their appearance and oh, yeah. their sex life and yeah oh exactly yeah. but this is so annoying that it's still going on i remember <laughs> talking to the vice chancellor of macquarie uni um di Yerbury. she was the first female vice chancellor right. this is 20 odd years ago um and she said that when she became the first female vice chancellor they said in the you know they were like oh who's she been sleeping with she they accused her of sleeping with some some guy who yeah. who's who was gay anyhow but <laughs> <laughs> he was gay anyhow but then the newspaper article commented on what she was wearing yeah what she was wearing all the time I mean but this is like I don't know that might have been thirty years ago to be honest or maybe longer and we're still Same having thing. these conversations yeah. we're still. You know, look at all the politicians, the female politicians. They look the same. They all look the same. They all dress the same. Yeah. There's a lot of power suits going on or, yeah. or what have you. I mean, you know, there might be a couple of different ones. Do you, I'm curious, do you find yourself dressing differently or behaving differently in a business setting because you're a woman and often rooms full of men? Yes and no. It's an interesting question for me. I always felt like I should. Yeah. Um, but I'm too much of a rebel. Yeah. <laughs> in a way, and I've like it was one. Of, it was one of my goals to be on a board and wear bangles. It's such a weird <laughs> goal. I don't know where I made that up, but I did. I did that, and I went in as a woman. You know, very much as a woman, and I've been in meetings. With my hair in pigtails and a pink dress and later <laughs> thinking, what the fuck were you doing? Like, you should have just put a navy blue suit on yep. and then you would have been able to, people would have taken you more serious. So I sort of, <laughs> yeah, I've got the sort of personality that just does that um, and sort of, but it's not helpful. Like for, for me to be taken seriously, I have to dress. Like yeah. if I'm going to certain meetings, absolutely, you know, I just or black or whatever you know I have to take my personality out of my clothes a bit mm -hmm. but I'm not very good at doing that <laughs> I tend to throw my personality in there yeah. but I used to think that I would be taken more seriously if I was one of those corporate women who had immaculate straight hair and <laughs> had the navy blue suit I used to always feel like that's who I had to be but I actually learned that I don't mm. so it's I don't have to be that person. I've managed to have quite a successful career given where I came from, that's for sure. Um, being this crazy personality, <laughs> being this, this, you know, five foot two, bloody curly head, you know, that's, you know, against the rules almost <laughs> at the moment. Yeah. But you can be who you are, mm. I think, which is good. So I think. I think women have come a long way. I think we have to be aware. That's the, the problem is. So I was very aware. Cause when I was your age, there were no women. When I started work, you know, when I started working at Commonwealth Bank, 
um, women had to work 10 years before they get a cheap loan and men one year. So it was very straight up, like there was yeah. sexism as soon as you, before you walked in and the sort of jobs that everyone was doing and all the bosses were men, of course, right? And throughout my career, to be honest, the, the most senior ones have pretty much been men. Or if they're women, they tended to be very fucking hard <laughs> and they didn't support other women. They didn't help other women because it was so hard for them to get there. They had to play the game, you know. Yep. But I've always been a woman leader who wanted to change that. You know, it's my mission to make sure women are equal and get treated equal. And sometimes that means you, you have to go in and pull them up. You don't just... Um, expect them to see that because a lot of reason women don't get paid the same is they don't ask for it yeah. men do but I, I think that's a leader's job to know that to see that and to go and change that you don't just let that happen I think I think we've come a long way but I think I think we've got more challenges in a way I feel like I actually feel like we've gone backwards a bit really yeah I mean, you give me hope. Lots of, lots of, <laughs> lots of young women give me hope. Yeah. I mean, you really do. You really do. But I feel like it's so. The world is so. Women are so over sexualized now. Everything it's is about that, and it's. I don't know. Imagine being a male. I just what. What do you? What are your female role models? You know, if you're a bloke. What, yeah. And, and yeah. And like you were saying, talk to me about the schools, the role models. Wow. Yeah, I, I was talking earlier, um, just kind of out of my own curiosity going through a bunch of high schools in the Sydney area and looking at their list of notable alumni and very consistently each boys high school would have a separate Wikipedia page for their famous alumni and very consistently each female high school would have just kind of an appendix of the main Wikipedia and a list of about five or six people who were typically spouses of someone famous or in entertainment. And yeah, yeah. I mean, for example, Riverview or St. Aloysius to private boys schools in the area have about five prime ministers and yeah. <laughs> various CEOs of big companies. And there yeah. was just nothing to that level for any for the women. girls high school, really. Yeah. Because it's been, and that, I think it's, that's what's interesting for, for me, that doesn't surprise me. For you, you've grown up in a time where we are supposed to be a little bit more equal. Your parent, you know, you yep. would have seen that your mum would have had all the opportunities. Yep. Um, like that my mum didn't have, for example, that, you know, the generation yep. before. So from your perspective, it's, you walk yeah. into it thinking everything's fine and then it's like, oh, hang on a minute, where, where are these women? Where are the role models? And unfortunately a lot of it happens because they go and have babies and, you know, yeah. and they make a choice and they choose a, choose children. Um, or they try and do a bit of both and it's, you know, it's very hard to do that. You can't sort of have your cake and eat it too. You can't... if And, and I... I'm a big believer that you shouldn't be able to. Like, I don't, I don't think that you should come in. And, a woman should be able to only work half as hard as a man and get the job. No way. Yeah. yeah. I feel like they they have to do the same deal, um, but unfortunately, you know, a lot of them can't do that, and so 
so there's not that many at the top. Yeah. But it's really hard to get to the top. It's a it's a boys' club. It's a good point you make about how, you know, my mum had the opportunity and maybe the generation before didn't. I so my dad's a boomer, so kind of between those generations and mm. I know that his parents he's one of three and his parents saved up money so that he and his brother could go to uni but not his sister. Oh and wow. yeah. That was like Wow. That was just <laughs> how it that is. Part, yeah. Not, not that long ago. Right. Yeah. And so there's way there's not that right now. You know that's not happening right now. There's yeah. way less overt gender discrimination, but I think that's what makes it harder to fight when it's not tangible, when you can't just say, let's yes. fix this. It's a culture issue. That's when it becomes really hard to make changes. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. So yeah. we've had, we've been able to make those changes. It's, it's, it's the same with, it's the same with um, sexuality and all the rest of it. You know, when there's something obvious to fight and, and win, we could, but if it's intangible or it's culture, it's, takes decades to change yeah well that takes um generations to change um and oh you know <laughs> it doesn't sound hopeful <laughs> <laughs> it's good yeah i but i think we have to be mindful of it like we have to be really we have to make sure we don't get backwards that's why i'm, I'm always going to call out something like coming Cardi back to work <laughs> Jesus Christ, like think about, yeah. I don't know, like, okay, okay if there's that. I don't, in a way, I don't care that that exists, that there's some slapper like that. I mean, you know, and quite frankly, I don't care what anyone thinks. That's what I think of her. Yeah. That's absolutely what I think of her and how she's representing women I'm not happy with. Yeah. I don't care who loves her. But I don't care that she exists. I mean, there's always going to be people like that exist. But I want to see more of the other women. Yeah. And we're not seeing enough of that. We just, they're so few and far between. And they're out there. They're absolutely out there and they're doing amazing stuff. They just don't get any profile. So, and, and women need to see them. Young women need to see them. But also young men need to see them so they know how to treat women. Because to be honest, look at the stats, people. Men are a lot happier being married than women. Yeah. <laughs> men need women <laughs> they need women to have a good life right i mean you know of course we're talking heterosexual here right but but they just you know so they have to they have to look at it like they, they want women to feel comfortable and women to be successful and all the rest as well like most men most it'd be interesting actually i think men your age would think that a woman is gonna work they yeah. don't think they're going to support the Absolutely. woman. Yeah. They, want, they want the woman to bring in the money because yeah. then they can both have a good life. So it's not like this, you know. The, dif the difference now is, though, women have, can earn money, can look after themselves, don't need to have a man. So they're not getting married as much as they used to get married because they used to have to to survive, to be honest. And now they don't have to and they don't have to stay in it. Really. Yeah. Talk to me about what you think about because mental health is such a massive topic yeah. nowadays. Well, I'll start off by saying it's hard for me to have perspective on 
how mental health is an issue now compared to how it has been in the past because all I know is is now yeah and all I know is now everyone's saying there's a mental health crisis and I don't know do you think there is I do yeah Yeah. but I don't know if there has been for ever or for a long time or no I don't I don't think there has yeah I think I think like when I was your age I don't think there was hardly any issues yeah but life was a lot, a lot simpler. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the hardest part is like trying to diagnose why. And a lot of people say social media. So out of all your friends, yeah. how many people do you think struggle with mental health issues? 50%. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> so I thought it might be higher, but 50%. But I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's a ballpark. And what sort of issues? Um... Depression, anxiety. Mm. And do you think, see, I've got a theory on depression. I've probably said it before. Um, I don't think I've heard it. (laughs) My theory is that the more you concentrate on yourself, the more depressed you're going to be. Because people who, so if you're a narcissist, and we know narcissism is up and empathy is down, Mm. like they measure 18-year-olds every year and there's stats on that. And the narcissism just keeps going up. Mind you, I think my generation and the boomers caused that because of the way they brought up the kids. <laughs> but anyhow, that's a, we don't blame everyone. I take responsibility as well, right? I mean, I'm, even though I don't have kids, I'm part of that because we just tried to do what we thought was the right. Best, yeah. But we focus too much on 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 individuals, absolutely individuals. And if you can think about if you can take your attention away from yourself and focus on anyone else, then you won't be depressed. Mm-hmm. It's it's that simple. Well, two things. One, exercise. Right? Exercise, mm-hmm. exercise, exercise. Nothing cures depression better than exercise. But but two, focus. Don't focus on yourself because when you anyone focuses on themselves, absolutely anyone, it's a highway to hell. Yeah. Because it it's it's. Fucking well, it's only criticism. At, yeah, at that it's not, you're only gonna. But also, it's just you see you see everything from a really narrow point of view. Whereas if you can spend your time thinking about somebody else, interested in somebody else, interested in what other people are doing, then you then your time you'll be happier. Mm. And I think what happens is it's almost the whole FOMO thing or whatever. But people almost have that with, because they feel like they might have an issue, so they've got to focus on it. And they feel like, oh, if I don't focus on it, then then something bad might happen. But it's the opposite. If you don't focus on it, it'll be gone. It'll just be gone. Don't worry about it. I mean, I've, you know, I'm an optimist, right? I'm lucky. I'm very lucky I've been an optimist, but I've been through some hell. Yeah some hell and and you know for me i i got depressed or whatever and and got anxiety i'm like what how did someone like me get that yeah. and then i started to realize what it was like for people to have that and i'm like wow yeah to have to deal with that that's fucking hard that's you know and but but that's because i'd gotten so because of what was happening to me i'd gotten so focused on myself mm. And that's the opposite to my personality. I've never spent that much time on myself. I'm, I'm way more interested in talking to you, right? I might, you know, I, 
I'll always want to talk to other people. Yeah. But then what happens is you sort of cling on to it. So if you can let go of it, if you can go, okay, you know what, I'm going to push that to the side and leave that up to fate, whatever, whatever will happen, and then focus on something else, you're much better. Mm. But your generation has been brought up to be the best of the best of the fucking best of the best of everything. You got to be the best looking. You got to be fit as. You got to eat all the right food and be, know whatever's going on. You got to be smart as. Mm. You got to have money. You got to wear the right clothes. Well, I didn't have to do any of that. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Of course, we wanted to look good or whatever, but we didn't have to compare ourselves with the world. Yeah, I think. I mean, that's a big part of it. Things like social media are so built upon curating an image of yourself and then comparing it to everyone else that it is very easy to be inward focused and try to think and be thinking about your own issues rather than yeah living with but other why people. do we compare <laughs> it's a tough question it's a weird one yeah isn't it? Because you can't compare. How can we compare? Mm. Like we, you know, look, like we, we aren't born, like you're born into the family you're born into. And yeah. you're born with the body you're born, like, hello, why am I not six foot? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> why, why was I born to a poor family? Why wasn't I born to a rich family? But then, hello, I was born in Australia. How lucky did I get? Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, comparisons start though as you're saying in school when you have to be the best and you're compared to your peers in in grades or in other activities and then when you try to get into uni and then there's those comparisons and then you try to enter the job market and you're compared to all your peers yeah and i mean i think but that's always been the case so i don't think those are new it new has reasons. always been the case um but it's just different. I think human beings are looking after themselves a little bit better than they ever have. Like I see girls at the gym. Yeah, I'm like, at the gym. Fucking hell. No, it's not even that. I mean, yeah, there's people at the gym at 15-year-olds and all the rest of it. That never used to happen, right, yeah. for a start. But, <laughs> but they look like they're models. Like the girls are sort of their hair's immaculate. They've got their makeup on. Got their little tiny tops and their yeah, little yeah. To like everything's so tiny. It's like whoa, hello, <laughs> like uh, what's going on here? Like it's, for me, it's like I'm I'm just in a t-shirt. Yeah, you know, I'm not trying. I'm not at a nightclub, but they're using the gym almost as a nightclub, and 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 the guys as well are just the same. It's just yeah. about they're just working on their arms, nothing else, right? Because <laughs> they've got to get their guns out. <laughs> You know, it's like yeah. everyone's like everyone's um, their bodies are so much. Uh, yeah, it's more important now than it ever was. Like you kids, we were allowed to have soft bodies yeah. before. Yeah, you know, even before fake boobs. But <laughs> <laughs> but you're allowed to. You know, people are allowed to be different shapes and sizes. Of course, you know. Don't get me wrong. I was always hassled for being chubby mm. my whole life. Yeah didn't make any difference to my life <laughs> if only I knew that then but <laughs> but it wasn't no one was perfect no yeah. one was plucked within an inch of their life and you know <laughs> 
but now people are walking around perfect. Like you just your average Joe down the street looks like a supermodel. So everyone feels like they have to step up to that standard, I suppose. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of upkeep. It's a lot of upkeep. And a lot of, as you say, time spent on yourself. And it's fake. But it doesn't... Yeah. But it also, the problem is it doesn't build confidence. It doesn't build confidence. It does the opposite. Like, people have always said to me, oh, no, they've, they've got a boob job for their confidence. I'm like, fuck that. No, yeah. That's bullshit. they got a boob job for blokes. <laughs> no, they're not doing it for any other reason, you know. But also, I don't know, like, a, why, um, why they feel they have to put all that on it's because of the role models that are out there for women really yeah it comes back to uh the music videos yeah the music videos kim kardashian jesus christ um you know but they don't but i don't know i think men i think in this in how they have to look i think men are actually in the same place as women for once yeah you know it's always women have always in, in a way had to worry about what they look like um but I think men are having to worry about it more now as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of the anxiety is because you're being shown perfect people everywhere. Look at TV. Is there anyone like me on TV? Only if they're a comedian. Yeah. Right? I'm telling you. And I'm quite funny, right? But, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like there's not how many chubby chicks are on TV. Yeah. Not bloody many. Not many. And how, you know. But men, you can, men on TV come in all shapes and sizes. Yeah. In they can be in any role doing something really. I mean, you know, it's probably true that the chubbier ones are the funny ones. <laughs> but I think there's there's expectations on looks, but it's expectations on your job. On yeah, yeah. It's expectations. Full stop. Full yep. stop for which is making people feel like they're not enough no matter what they do. But you've barely started your life and or, and people feel like they're not enough. Mm. Don't you, is that what you feel is behind? That's what I think is behind mental health. Yeah. What's your... I think that's a big part of it. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's hard to know. I think also, though, there are other factors at play than just being inward focused. I mean, I think a lot of times... It's reactions to something that's happened. So, like, mm. resilience. Mm. I think yeah. there's maybe less resilience now and ability to um, overcome challenges. There's definitely less resilience. My friend is going to kill me for <laughs> saying this, but I heard today that she puts a towel under her, her little son's knee when he kneels down. <laughs> That just never fucking happened when we were growing up. It would be like yeah. it would slap you, throw you out in the backyard yeah. and then look after yourself, right? you like, got to fall over. Yeah, you got to fall over. you got to hurt yourself. you got to get yourself back up. Um, and we've tried to protect our children so much that we didn't build any resilience into them. And resilience is everything. Mm. Like if I, if I did something at school and I went home, I would get in trouble, Yeah. right? But nowadays, if kids get in trouble at school, their parents go up and tell the the teacher's fault. It's a teacher's fault. How is that? But that's not teaching your child to respect adults. And and the problem with that is if you don't teach your child to respect adults, 
no one's actually ever going to respect them. But it's also, it's probably you're also carrying the whole of society on your fucking shoulders. You know, like, because, like, people like to blame social media. To be honest, it's probably more the news yeah. that's doing it. Because when I was your age, there was the news on the TV or on the radio, and it wasn't 24-7. <laughs> and I couldn't go online and see it in front of me. Like, I personally don't, uh, like, we'll watch the news every now and then. I never read any papers yeah. because they're full of shit. Yeah. And I know they lie and it really pisses me off. Um, but I get told, I, I still hear everything. It still comes to me in some way or another. I can't, you can't block it out. If you try and block something out, people will tell you, you know, okay, great, thanks. Because everyone's on it all day reading it. So you guys are carrying, and you know, we know about everything that's going on in the world. Mm. We didn't know about hardly anything. Yeah, it's true. And it's all, it's all bad news, typically. Well, it's all bad news. Bad news is what sells that. Exactly. Say, well, that, and that's know. what's interesting. And we need to know, know about it, but we don't need to know about it all the time. But, but you do, we need to know about everything. And to be honest, like balance it out. Yeah. But well, I, I also wonder that there's too much emphasis i'm a big believer in what you say happens and, yeah. if, and if we're walking yeah. around going there's a mental health crisis everyone's depressed the world's horrible yeah then that's gonna happen well and all the news is everything's fucked so <laughs> then you believe everything's fucked but it's actually not there's a book out actually we're sitting here in the dark by the way people because <laughs> the lights have gone out and neither of us have got up to <laughs> There's a book called, what's it called? It's called, it's called Facts or something mm. like that. That's not. Well, I mean, when the news is saying everything's fucked and everyone's so divided and left and right and all that, but when you actually talk to people. It's not the it's case. It's not at all like that. It's not the case. No, everyone, I'm just scrolling through my Audible here, <laughs> people, and I've got a lot of, Audible is great if you want to read a lot of books. Factfulness, it's called. Right. This book, don't start talking as I click <laughs> on it um, so I can find who wrote it. It talks about the actual truth that's out there, not the spin that mm. the media is doing. And the world is a better place. It ha yeah. I've got to turn the light on. It's so dark in <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah. The world is a better place, but people don't know it because... We're getting told so much crap. Wow. There we go. We I think see. also everyone feels that they need to change it. Yes. The burden's on them. Yes. I, I, my uh, former principal of my high school, um, she always used to say, you got to go out in the world and you got to have purpose. And you're, if you have a life goal that is just to be happy, that's not enough. And I always used to sit in the audience and just be so frustrated by that because I think that is enough. Like being having an objective of being happy and being content, I think, is enough. But it's how you get that happiness that is yeah. what makes a difference. Like I think most people are only happy if they're doing something meaningful, if they have meaningful relationships or they find joys in whatever they find joys in, but that's how they find happiness. It's not just sitting around watching TV, but that is enough. Like you don't need to do something 
because you don't have to you feel like it's an expectation. That's right. You don't have to conquer the world. Yeah. And and to be honest, a lot of it is probably being younger. Like I, I used to always feel like that I had to do something big. Yeah. Right. Or like I had to run some charity and look after all these people. Like I was always like that. Yeah. Um, and then it wasn't until I got older that I realized I can make a difference in people's lives just one person at a time. Yeah. And just literally could be saying, I don't know, just saying to someone, yeah, you should go and do that. Absolutely go and do that. And, and then never seeing that person again or something. You know, like you can make a difference in anything you do. It's just that if you're interested in it and you care and it's, yeah. you don't have to conquer the world. You don't have to make millions of dollars. You, you don't. And that doesn't make everyone happy. Yeah. It comes back to people need to sort of look look around more. Like forget about what you're hearing and all the news and all the rest of it. See for yourself. And, and a couple of examples. It's even in beauty, if you like, you know, on TV and magazines or whatever, movies. Everyone's absolutely beautiful, right? Everyone's, yeah. we're all these beautiful people. It's like the whole world's beautiful and I'm not is what we all sort of feel. But go and sit on a train and have a look around. <laughs> it's, they're not that fucking attractive. Depends what line you're on. <laughs> but people are not like, trust me. I've sat on the tube a lot in London. Yeah, and, yeah. You, you know, I mean, maybe Aussies are more attractive just talking. <laughs> but, but they're not. Most people are not that attractive, right? Yeah. So, you know, we do all right. We shouldn't yeah. shouldn't judge it by that. But it's also um, it's also we keep hearing stories about people as if they if they as if they're miracle workers in a way. Oh look at you know, they did everything yeah, right yeah. or or and and I even use the example for um for like me always thinking I should be skinny and then I'd be better or whatever. I'd be accepted. And it's like, but look at their skinny people. That doesn't mean that they're happy. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? They don't have a perfect life. They're not married forever because they, they're skinny. They're not having, you know what I mean? It doesn't give yeah. everyone a perfect life. And all of a sudden, if someone's got a lot of money or something, it doesn't mean they have a perfect life. And they all end up in the same place. Like even the most successful people, at some stage, they get older. We all age. <laughs> at some stage, they age, and then people don't look at them like they used to look at them, or they're out of fashion. Mm. Like that, if I be like that, if I act like that, or if I have that education, or if I do that job, then I'm guaranteed good life. That's bollocks. Yeah. That's, that's just not how life works. Life takes you on fucking weird journeys. <laughs> you get hit from the side sometimes, you get lifted up, you get slammed down. And it's all about how you get up and how you treat other people along the way. Well, if someone really has mental health issues, that's serious and it's got to be dealt with. If they're just having a bad day, people have bad days. Oh, it's absolutely. not fucking depression. It's not. <laughs> yeah. And anxiety. I, I didn't think I, I didn't really know what anxiety was, I suppose, till I really got it. Yeah. Till it, it physically affects you. Mm. Which I didn't know. I thought it was just how people are a bit nervous. I think I had no idea because I didn't know about it. Then when it hit me, I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just a tip on the anxiety for panic attacks. One thing I learned that if you keep your mouth shut, which is hard for me, <laughs> if you keep your mouth shut, it's impossible to have a panic attack. 
because panic attacks happen when your oxygen and your CO2 get out of balance. And you think about if you're going, <gasps> yeah. you're taking way too much oxygen, but if your mouth is shut, you can't <laughs> do it. Your nose can't take that much in. So the moment you start feeling like you're getting a little bit of panic, shut your mouth. Mm -hmm. I mean, they used to make people breathe into brown paper, paper bags, yeah, yeah. which I never really understood either. But, you know, I felt lucky that I didn't have it till yep. later on. I'm a big believer in when you really, when it's really good, feel it. Feel it. When things are good, feel it. Hang on to that. I think bad times also make you a better person. Yeah. More empathy. More kindness. Absolutely. And you learn more about yourself. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's hard to get through it, but it just, it always gets better. It always gets better. I, you know, is nowadays is there's too much information out, out there about how to live. Like every day. Everything's self-help. Everything's <laughs> self-help. So every day, how many memes, how many podcasts are telling you how to live. <laughs> How to find your purpose, how to live your purpose. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I've listened to a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. But I'm the most relaxed. You know what I do? I'm listening to some crime podcast or something and I'm at the gym. Yeah. And it's like meditation <laughs> for me. I spend an hour, it goes for about an hour, I'm at the gym and I'm listening. And that hour, I am not thinking about myself. Yeah. At all. And then I'm free. If you can find an hour where you don't think about yourself, every day then you're free yeah. and that's tough but it and you do you have people that you can lean on yeah and when you need to mm -hmm. do you have friends that do you have friends that are going through tough times that have had to lean on you yeah how do you deal with that i think listening is basically all that you can do i mean well listening is powerful yeah and showing empathy and kindness is powerful yeah um because it's hard to tell frank to fuck off yeah. i think for a lot of people and like so a lot of it is sticking through the bad times yeah so that you're there when it gets better yeah yeah mental health for young people is it is such a serious thing and uh, i think I really believe if we can take the focus off them, yeah, lower the expectations. Because you only build self-esteem if you exceed your expectations. And if the expectations are you got to conquer the world yeah. before you've even left school, how the hell is anyone ever going to feel good? They're never going to meet them. It's true. They're never going to meet them. Lower the expectations. <laughs> just let them yeah. go. You know, if you just pass something, that's great. Yeah. You passed it, congratulations. Who gives a shit? No one really cares anyhow when you've done your degree later. Like, I mean, some people are naturally good. Great. But don't feel like you're bad if you're not. Like, everyone's good at something. And life is just about working that out. Yeah. And placing more emphasis on fun. Yes. Fun and what you're good at. What mm. your strengths are, not your weaknesses. Mm. And then you can, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a therapist. I should not be giving advice on, <laughs> on depression. <laughs> I think everyone goes through dark times. Mm. But, yeah, I think any therapist would agree 
that exercise is the best thing. Let's yep. stick with that. <laughs> exercise is the best thing. That'll help you. <laughs> it helps in so many ways. Exercise and close your mouth when yeah. you feel like yeah. the is coming <laughs> And on. keep your mouth shut. Yeah. yeah. Keep your mouth shut. Poor things. All right. I think we'll leave it there. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Great talking to you.